Matt and Mike in the morning. Welcome back to Matt and Mike in the morning. This is Old Testament lesson 15 to be taught on January the 17th. This is the episode on magic. It's not on magic. Pastor Worm. It's on a still small voice. Is there any fire lit in this room? Uh, no, there's not any fire lit now. There's not? Go watch this. You just Magic. blew out your own fire. I did. I was too excited. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'll listen to everything you say now because you can do this magical thing of lighting a lighter. Pastor Worm, is there any is there any water in this office? There is water in this office. Does it taste like pickle juice? Not currently. My, 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 my water <laughs> bottle is over there. But... Did you really just do that? <laughs> I did. You did. We have the story. <laughs> we unbelievable. I just wet myself. You wet me. <laughs> we have the Lord causing fire to come from heaven and to ignite this, this sacrifice. <laughs> and, then, and then he immediately sends rain for the first time in three and a half years. The Lord is God. He is God. We follow him. My butt's wet now. <laughs> I, I had to do enough so that it was believable, but not so much that it was just a, like it was like this much. And it was cold water. No, thanks. I'm awake. Oh, now it is. <laughs> not the worst that's happened to me in my office. We had three kids puke in Sunday school. Yeah. Sunday Anyways, well, let's get back to our lesson today of Elijah and the prophets of Baal, and uh, and how Elijah is afraid of Jezebel and he runs off and sulks. So where are you going to go with this lesson other than dumping water in my head? So there's really three parts to it. The first part is, is the Lord um, uh, working through Elijah um, with the widow of Zarephath, with, um, with a couple of folks, um, to, to convince Elijah that, that the Lord is still God. He provides for the whole family um, by, by this miraculous um, refilling of the oil and of the flowers so that even when there's no rain in the land for three and a half years and the grass is dead, the crops are dead, the animals are dying, the people are dying, still the Lord provides miraculously uh, for his servant Elijah. That's part one. Part two is this great battle up on, um, which mount is it? Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel. Um, not, not, not the tasty treats, but ma not Mount Carmel. Caramel. Car Carmel. Carmel. Big showdown at Mount Carmel. The big Elijah and the 450 prophets of Baal. Which has another one of these great taunts, great biblical taunts in it, where, where the prophets of Baal, of Baal, they're, they're in, there's 500 of them, they're invoking the name of Baal. Oh, Baal, come and save us. Please ignite this sacrifice. Please burn it up so that everyone can know that you, O oh, Baal, are God. They couldn't do magic like you could do magic. Exactly. They couldn't do the magic. They were even like cutting themselves, which just shows that this is totally demonic stuff. That in, that in order to invoke Baal, you have to sacrifice your own blood. It's just crazy stuff. It's demonic. Um, but in all, in all this, Elijah gives the taunt, Oh, where's Baal? Oh, he must be off relieving himself or something. Must be busy. Must be off in the bathroom. It's, yeah, it's a pretty funny account. You got to read it to your kids. All your, you know, eight-year-old boys are going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> And then the Lord, um, through Elijah, Elijah, Elijah has them pour this precious water on the sacrifice. There's, soaks it up. There's no way that this, that this thing could burn until the Lord just sends down fire and it consumes everything. 
And then part three is Jezebel, the, the, the wife of Ahab, who's also the daughter of the witch king of the Sidonians. Um, don't, don't marry a witch king's daughter. Terrible idea. Um, she, she sends word to Elijah, I'm going to kill you. Tomorrow I'm going to kill you. And so Elijah runs. And the Lord provides for him there. And the Lord shows up. Um, first, first there, there, there's this great fire and a great earthquake and a great wind. But the Lord is not in any of these to speak with Elijah. Then there is this still small whisper. And the word of the Lord comes to Elijah to comfort him. Yeah, so there's a, a theme in all of this is that the, the Lord does provide. Yeah. Uh, and you see the fickleness of a few different people in this account. There's a fickleness to the, the widow of Zarephath who comes and she's gathering sticks uh, so she can make bread for her son and die. She's running out of food. And, um, but she has a little bit of faith because she makes bread for, for Elijah, Elijah first. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then there, as long as Elijah stays in her house, the jar of oil and, and flour do not run out. But then her son dies. And so she's mad at him and says, uh, what have you done? Have you come here to bring to my remembrance all of my sin? And so she has this problem with guilt and shame that uh, whatever she's done in the past is still there. And, she's, and she thinks that God is judging her, taking away her son, killing her son. Got her hopes up because they survived the famine, but now her son dies. And so she's, she's blaming God. And, uh, and Elijah stretches himself out on the boy three times and he raises the boy to life. And then after that, she confesses faith in Elijah's God in Yahweh. And uh, so that was kind of a bit of fickleness on her part. And uh, uh, the Lord's work then brings faith. Then you see this fickleness in, in Elijah. You get that like literal mountaintop experience on top of mm-hmm. Mount Carmel. Fire comes from heaven in a more than magical way, a divine way. Uh, licks up the water that was all around the, the trench and even burns up the stones and the sacrifice. And then uh, the slaughter of the 450 prophets of Baal ensues. Well, that's what Jezebel gets so, so mad about. But then Elijah uh, runs away because he was afraid of little Jezebel. Uh, fire just came from heaven, Elijah. Right. Uh, and you're still afraid of Jezebel? So he's very fickle. Uh, but the Lord, you know, doesn't forget about the widow Zarephath and her doubts in the faith. Doesn't forget about Elijah and his own fickleness. Maybe he ran out of food and he was getting hangry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but weakness, the, human weakness. But the Lord comes to him and encourages him. And it's in a still small voice. Uh, so I think in this lesson, the best part about it is ba- bottom of page 94. It's got a little box there. It says Jesus in the Old Testament. Even when Elijah was discouraged and ready to die, the Lord was with him, speaking in a gentle, encouraging voice. Jesus, your Lord, is always with you. And he promises, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So I think the application is uh, at all times and all places in our life, not just at the big, great, high mountaintop experiences and everything's going great as Jesus with us, but he's specifically with us um, in our times of doubt, in our times of hardship. And he's there encouraging us uh, with his word. Like sometimes it's quiet, not flashy. Amen. Let it be so. <laughs> so that's what I got on the lesson. We'll see you next time on Matt and Mike in the morning. Magic.